0: We, this morning we are going to continue in our in our series. Capacity. capacity. Hey, yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> y'all saved me. Good, good. I think maybe two people at home said it too. Capacity. <laughs> um, and this week we will. Uh, journey to the Old Testament in the Book of Isaiah. Book of Isaiah, and we will be in the fortieth chapter of the Book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter forty, and uh, we we were, we were, we were, uh, remember that uh, when we look at when we're looking at capacity, it's not about. Uh, how much a thing can hold, right? Um, because that can be deceiving, you know, what, what you think a thing can hold. You know, I'm reminded of the, you know, the professor that uh, filled up a jar with rocks and, and to the lid and then, you know, asked the students what it "Was it's full and the students said yes, you know. And then he took and he, then he, uh, he put some uh, sand in there, And they said, is it full? And he he said, yes. Oh, yeah, now it's full. Now it's full. Then he took and he poured water in there. That jar had more capacity than those students realized, And we have more capacity than we realize. Amen? So that's what we're going to uh, uh, zoom in on today. Uh, Isaiah chapter 40. I'll begin reading at verse uh, 21. Isaiah chapter 40. And I'll begin reading at verse... Twenty-one. Going to run into a lot of questions, but do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is He who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who who stretches out the heavens like a curtain. And spreads them like a tent to dwell in, who brings princes to nothing and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me? That I should should be like him, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their hosts by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might. And because he is strong in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and, and my right And be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They shall walk and not faint. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you uh, for the opening of your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your Spirit, Lord. We pray that you would reign now in this moment, that you would be glorified. We thank you, Lord, and uh, pray that we would receive the comfort, Lord, intended. That we would be challenged, that we would be uh, renewed and reformed and reshaped by your Word. I'd ask for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your Word. I'll let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. You know, our our focal verses are going to be verses 25 to 31, but we'll we'll look at uh, a lot of the text. Um, There was... um, I fear I show my age sometimes when I say things, but there was, a, there was a, cartoon, uh, a cartoon character who frequently found himself in trouble because of a rocky relationship with his girlfriend. <laughs> his name was Popeye, the sailor man. His girlfriend, olive oil. His on-again, off-again girlfriend, olive oil. Um, She'd always have another interested guy named Bluto uh, who was humongous. And he would pound little Popeye into the dirt when they fight every time. But what I like about the cartoon and most kids liked about it is is that when uh, Popeye was at his lowest, weakest point, He always managed to get a hold of his secret weapon, which was some spinach. (laughs) Usually a a can was hidden in his shirt. I don't know how he did it. But he had about a 50-inch chest. And arm for never mind. Um, Some of y'all never saw Popeye. (laughs) But once he once he swallowed uh, some spinach, he gained a supernatural strength that that would let him uh, whoop Bluto, let him overcome his enemies and and any other trouble that they may have gotten into in that episode Uh, once he got the spinach. A lot of kids ate spinach because of Popeye. Of course, we did not have the same results, uh, but we ate it. but what if, what, if, what if supernatural strength was actually available? Uh, 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 we find out in the text today that it actually exists. Supernatural strength. Um, and the, the, the title of the text today is, is new strength. New strength. New strength. Um, there's, a, there's a supernatural capacity for strength in God that overcomes our weakness. There's a supernatural capacity for strength in God that overcomes our weakness. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah. um, some of us are familiar with Isaiah from his fabulous, uh, his amazing visions uh, and and his um, prophetic proclamation of this suffering servant who is going to come. Um, uh, Isaiah, the prophet, he was a he was a husband, he was a father, uh, al- almost an ordinary guy, right? But uh, 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 but he was a husband and a father who accepted the call of the Lord to give his message to the people of Judah. Isaiah said, "Yes, here am I, send me." Uh, Isaiah's name means Yahweh is salvation. And the purpose of his writing seems to to be to make that truth known, that that, that Yahweh is salvation. The the messages of his book they they tep- typically get divided up this long book of sixty six chapters. It's, it's like a almost like a Bible in miniature. Uh, they typically get divided up into uh, 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 into two parts. Um, Chapters 1 through 39, which is sometimes called the book of judgment, and chapters 40 through 66, sometimes called the book of consolation uh, because of the general tone uh, of the messages in those chapters. But it's one book. (laughs) And the theme of the Lord's holiness spans the entire book, both, both demanding justice and repentance from the people, and at the same time communicating God's grace to them. It's, 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 it's a thread through Isaiah. Um, after many warnings that Isaiah uh, had given to the people about the Lord's coming discipline, Isaiah foretells Judah's future exile into Babylon. Uh, uh, by, by chapter 40 in the text, Isaiah has been able to look to the end of that time of judgment and see the deliverance of the Lord's people. I, I mean, the, 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 the Lord told them that the judgment was coming and then gave Isaiah eyes to see that it, that it already came and what God would do afterwards. So, so uh, the, the Lord gives Isaiah a message here, a, a message to comfort his people now, as if they've already experienced the captivity. Comfort my people. It, it was the, the first verse in, in chapter 40, comfort comfort my people. Speak comfortably to my people. It, it, was a, it was a promise of peace that Isaiah was able to see, a promise of peace and a coming display of the Lord's glory that pictured uh, liberty from Babylon and a future ushered in by a a messianic king, the Christ. By now, Judah is worn down and wavering in their confidence in the Lord after enduring uh, its its decades of captivity there in Babylon. In in this chapter, the Lord not only describes uh, uh, what he'll do to liberate his people but shares his, his credentials as proof that he can do what he says he will do. He gives his credentials. I, I like that. Uh, uh, using poetic language and rhetorical questions, Isaiah shares the good news with the people. Uh, he, he ensures them of the certainty of God's word and, and begins reminding them of God's greatness. They need to be reminded of God's greatness. Um, In in summary, in verses uh, 21 through 24, uh, he reminds them that God is sovereign over the earth and all of its rulers. Uh, They needed to to know that there in Babylon. He is enthroned above it. Uh, He sits on a throne seated above the earth. His power has been on display and spoken of since the beginning. Isaiah is rehearsing things that, that they should know. He, he's, like a, he's like a teacher. Any teachers here reviewing the lesson from uh, la- last school year? <laughs> um, uh, uh, he, he, it, it's there. Um, the God, he, he, he tucks the earth into the heavens like a parent would a child in bed. This, this God, he, he rules effortlessly over it all. The earth its inhabitants, and, and whatever rulers are set up in it. As fast as they can set up kingdoms, he can bring them to nothing. Yeah. We, can, we can read about that in our history books. Uh, some, of the, some of the world's most powerful rulers who made the world tremble, but God removes them yeah. like a person blowing the dust off of a thing. <sighs> Although his his people should have known all these things about the Lord, don't you know trouble has a way of making you forget? Ah, uh, they 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 had trouble, and it and it it set it set their their, their memories back a little bit. It, 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 it trouble it it distracts you from the truth of the greatness of God. Sometimes trouble, uh. They, uh, they 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 began to elevate earthly experiences in Babylon, making them uh, god-sized and insurmountable. And from a human perspective, they might be. Uh, uh, there's some things from a human perspective that just might be in some You know, the people have have created a, a, a scripture that says God won't put more on you than you can bear. I search for it. It's not in the, It's not in the Bible, uh, and, and I venture to say that he might put more on you than you yes, can bear. He might. Yes, he might. Oh, y'all don't like that. Let me keep moving. <laughs> uh, I, I'm being real. Listen. So, so, but, 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 um, that's their human perspective. I, Isaiah gives the readers. Now, a bird's-eye view, calling them to, to, to look at it from God's perspective. It, it, it's, it's, like, it's like looking down from an airplane at, at cruising altitude. Skyscrapers look like toys from there. Uh, uh, the, the most ferocious beast on earth could be running loose, but from there, they, they'd seem like an ant or less than from, from, from 35,000 feet up. It could be terrorizing down here. But from 30, he said, his people, God's people, they're weary, and they feel unable to move forward because of being bound to a worldly perspective. Before they can be truly comforted, the Lord needs to pose a few more rhetorical questions to remind them of who he is and realign their, uh, their, their perspective. Their perspectives are out of alignment with God. God offers a true alternative to the false appearances of the world. Here in this text, in 25, he says, To to whom then will you compare me, that I should be like him, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name by the greatness of his might and because he is strong in power not one is missing is there anyone who can come close to the claims he makes who who can we compare you you who can we can compare him to using the title holy one should answer that question for the people he is the holy one <laughs> that means he's he's completely other, and separate from all else. There is God, and then there is everything else, not God. He is absolutely excellent and above all creation without any sin. Holy One. The question is really a statement. No one can be compared to Him. Uh, Especially not some ruler in Babylon. Babylon. Still shifting the hearts of, of the people toward his perspective. He draws their eyes upward. Uh, uh, he, he reminds them. Uh, and I used to ask sometimes, how long, did you ever track how long you've gone without looking up? How long you, you moving, not in COVID time, maybe in COVID time, but but moving day to day. I'm getting to my building, going to lunch, going here. How long is it between... The time you move in and the time you've just taken the moment to look up, well they look up and he he reminds them that he created and rules over what Babylon consults and worships the the stars Babylon studied the stars for direction, looked to them as objects of worship. God says who created these and 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 it sounds crazy that they would. Uh, 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 put that much stock into the stars until you realize, just like many people today, they base their in, their daily lives and even their futures on horoscopes. Same thing. Oh, we got it got quiet again. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to ruin I didn't ruin your horoscope. Okay, the Lord the Lord says, look up and consider where it all came from. Psalm 19 says, the heavens. Declare his glory. God's claim of creating, uh, 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 creating these things that we see when we look up, it, it uses the same word as Genesis 1 and 1 where he created bara from nothing, the heavens and the earth. He, he not only made the stars, he knows them and governs them. They obey his orders and not one of them shines or stops shining without his knowledge. Who's like him? By the, by the second century B.C., a, a, a little over a thousand stars had been numbered. Scientists estimate now that there are one billion trillion stars in the observable universe. What, what kind of power and authority is on display considering what God has said? about who created these. My God, you know, uh, uh, but but still, even even with him having done that, uh, uh, you know, astronomers uh, reported once that that, that there's an issue with some of the largest telescopes in our nation. Um, In California, the glare from the city lights of Los Angeles and San Diego uh, were, were making them unable to view distant galaxies anymore. They couldn't, the view was obs- obscure. The, to, to solve the issue of the blinding interference for the, from the lights, they would need to find new peaks to place them on to restore their view. They would need to move the telescopes to new peaks. Here, God's words are pulling his people up over the blurry view of circumstances to, to heights that will let them get a good look and remember the truth about the God that they are called to serve. You got to go up sometimes. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known, have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Uh, these questions challenge God's people to think and, and remember him correctly, um, If God manages the stars, how could he possibly be missing your cry for a just outcome to your lives? From Babylon, God's people, they they, they felt helpless. They, They had been shamefully treated for a long time there in Babylon. Their, their culture was devalued there in Babylon. The, the laws were set against them there in Babylon. Yet they were they were asked to sing and live as if they'd never been captives there in Babylon. They were supposed to be God's people. But life in Babylon made them begin to question his care and his power. It, 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 and, you know, reading this, it, 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 it dawned on me, it doesn't matter how many thousands of years pass, God's word finds us out in our own circumstances, and, and it speaks to us in times of trouble. Remember, God is bigger than Babylon. God is bigger than Babylon. So God goes on here lifting the perspectives of his, uh, of his delusion people and reminding them who he is. He says the everlasting God, he is both in the beginning, the, in the beginning God that, that, that was reported of in Genesis and the I am, the ever existing, ever being Lord that Moses was introduced to in the burning bush. He is the same God that was and is and is to come that the winged creatures sang about in the book of Revelation everlasting. In Psalm 90, uh, in verse 2, Moses said he was from everlasting to everlasting. Before he ever created anything, he was already everlasting. He is unbound by time. Words like too early or too late don't apply to him. One songwriter said, I like this song, he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, everlasting, eternal. That, that means you can trust him at all times because he's everlasting. He's also creator of the ends of the earth. The ends of the earth, that, that represents the totality of the earth. In, in, in other words, you can trust him in all places. Uh, having authority over the entire created order. Wherever you find yourself, he is in charge there. There's nowhere on earth where he is not God. We mentioned last week that Psalm 24 uh, 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 said that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he had founded it upon the seas and he established it upon the floods. Y'all excuse my King James. <laughs> he, 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 he did it. He, he, he created it. Um, he is the creator of the ends of the earth. But he's also unlimited in understanding and strength. Can we just talk about God for a little bit? He's unlimited in understanding and strength. Uh, they, uh, uh, the, his people, they've shown by their complaint that they aren't able to grasp all that has been revealed or demonstrated by the Lord. They, 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 they haven't held on to it. Uh, his ways are beyond finding out. Folks will never know or understand as much as he does because his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher uh, than our thoughts. Um, it, it, it should be comforting to know, though, that that. There are things about your current situation that he understands even when you don't. Uh, He has unlimited understanding. Uh, Neither they nor us share the perspective of this timeless, sovereign creator God. Isaiah highlights the the Lord's, uh, also the Lord's unlimited strength by saying what God doesn't do. Uh, It's a way to point out his strength. He he doesn't faint or get weary. He he never runs out of strength or gives up. He never needs to stop and catch his breath. I mean, as much as I love this congregation, this church, and want to be available to each and every person here, there is a good chance, a possibility that after a certain hour, I might miss your phone call <laughs> due to my weariness. Call again, though. No, I never miss two calls. No, call right back. I have limitations. Uh, I, 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 try to, I try to dodge the limitations. I, I, I don't even share that I take a day off. On Mondays, I just shared it. Uh, I, I, but but, but I, I, don't, I don't want people to know I, I have limitations. And the other people that you trust and count on, guess what? They have limitations too. But because of God's unlimited strength, his people can be sure he's sufficient for their situation. He has no limitations. He can be trusted. They're in Babylon uh, waiting for deliverance. Now, mind you, Isaiah is prophesying years before the time of captivity in Babylon. But he's prophesying past it because of the word of the Lord, right? Uh, um, While they're waiting for their deliverance, the troubled and weary people of God also needed to be reminded that according to verse 29, that God lends his power to the weak. He lends he, he, he makes it available. He, he is a filling station for for specifically for the weak. He's a filling station. It, it, it's, it's not clear whether the strong uh, refuse the strength that God provides or if he refuses the strong. Either way, they aren't included in this in this picture. You know, the strong, you know, as long as, you know, the strong, as long as you say you can handle it or, or you make the claim, I got it, you, you'll never get it from God. You'll never get it from God. King, 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 Isaiah, who, who died as Isaiah was coming on the scene as a prophet, uh, he, uh, he, he, he found this out the hard way. King Uzziah, uh, uh, he, he, he became king at the, at the young tender age of 16. He still wasn't the youngest king, but it's another story for another time. Uh, king Uzziah, in 2 Chronicles chapter 26, it says that he set himself to seek the Lord. And then it says later down that the Lord marvelously helped him. He, he helped him, he helped him win battles, he helped him build cities. but it, there's, a, there's a clause, there's, a, there's something connected to it. It's, it says that the Lord he was, it says that he was marvelously helped until he was strong. It says when he was strong, he grew proud to his destruction. God doesn't, doesn't work too much with strong people, huh? Uh, he, many miss out on God's supply, thinking more highly of themselves than they are. In, in spite of you know what 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 buffers we have around us—our money, education, privilege—none of us are as strong as we think. Amen. None of us are as strong as we think. It, it takes one phone call, one one visit, and diagnosis. It takes. One thing that just remind us that all flesh is grass. It's like grass. Uh, uh, we can learn something from the Apostle Paul uh, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 who considered his weakness something to brag about. And he said it was something to brag about so that the power of Christ might rest on him. When he was weak, that's when he was strong. Um, God uh, uh, is the perfect and per- perpetual source for what the weak stand in need of. I've been telling the Lord over and over again in prayer, Lord, I'm weak. Lord, I'm weak. <laughs> but but that, that being the case, if, if God is uh, that perpetual source, the perfect source, why are God's people still so troubled and weary? Listen. To, listen to thirty and thirty-one. Uh, we we need to find a key. We need to unlock this thing. It says even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. I told myself a joke in my head. I have to stop doing that. <laughs> I was thinking that it's some people who refuse to get older and keep pretending that they're youth. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint, not give up. Uh, <clears throat> the youth and the young men here picture natural strength and vitality. Have you watched children lately? Have you watched children lately? They, they, just, they just run places for no reason. They, they, it's fun to them just to run. Energy, endless energy. They're full of energy, uh, um, you know. And, and, then, and then not just the youth, you know. Uh, um, there, there, are, there are things in general uh, uh, a young adult can physically do that would be a little strenuous for an older adult. Past the peak of their their physical strength, there's just some things that that people can't do. If you're wondering about me, I'm I'm too old to be young, but I'm too young to be old. (laughs) I'm right there, but 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 you recognize that the young are chosen for physical athletic competition. They're chosen for military service. Then they're chosen for a reason. But God says, even they will run out of steam before he does. That natural ability. Recognizing that all human strength would fail. These exiles in Babylon, before they could take hold of God's good news, uh, 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 it put them in a position where they they need to rely on the power of God. They were starting to get it and recognize we're going to need God's power To do this. So Isaiah helps them out, letting them know that the available strength of God is not just poured out indiscriminately on the weak. God is available for the weak, but his power is not just poured out on the weak. The key to accessing the strength God has in store is in the waiting attitude of the weak. It's the posture. Uh, They, it says, they who wait for the Lord shall. Yeah, this is not not the waiting like you stand in in line in a store, uh, you know, looking at the people, wonder what's taking them, uh, uh, um, uh, looking at the people behind you, staring at your phone, uh, looking at the magazines, just killing time. It's not that kind of a, a wait. It's... It's more like a, a, a child who, you, who you, you promise something to at a certain time. And all they want to know is, is it that time? And they won't stop looking and asking until that time comes. You ever met that child? <laughs> it, until he comes. Is it, is it that time? It, it, it is this posture. It is to have a posture of confident expectation <laughs> Looking forward by faith for God to do the thing that he promised he was going to do. It's taking God at his word. There's faith. There's trust poured out in this waiting. This is what it is. It's those who wait like this who gain a new strength. Their weakness is exchanged for God's muscle. They they who wait on the Lord, they, they gain faith. Full access to his supernatural supply of strength with its unlimited capacity that never runs out. It's a a soaring, running, walking strength. Isaiah describes it as strength to mount up with wings like eagles. Uh, uh, They'll gain strength to be lifted up out of the Babylonian captivity the way God had lifted up his people, his weak children, and carried them up out of slavery in Egypt. Uh, It's the same strength that he can use to lift us up out of our circumstances and carry us out if we are waiting and trusting and hoping in him. God will supply strength as strength is needed. If mounting up is necessary, then he'll provide soaring that lifts the weak above their troubled circumstances. If running uh, uh, is necessary, he'll provide strength like those in a marathon to continue with endurance through the things that would hinder us from reaching our goals. Or or, or if it's simply walking, he'll give walking strength for the day-by-day plodding, and struggling that we face, the day-by-day day up, ups and downs, the day-by-day the day journey of life that can beat us down and, and weaken us. He said, if you're waiting, he, he has that strength. Whatever you're weak from, God is strong. Trust him. David said in Psalm 27 and in verse 14, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait, I say, for the Lord. Paul later reported that he could handle whatever ups and downs he faced in life because he could do all things through him, Jesus Christ, who continuously gave him strength. And this word still stands as we look for God to bring his promise, peace, and justice to us today. Those who faithfully hope, who, who place their confident expectation in the Lord will receive his supernatural capacity for new strength. This is good news for today. It's good news for today. With, with all that's going on outside, is, is there anyone here that could use new strength? Uh, it's good news today. If, if there's anyone that can use the new strength Of the Lord, the Bible tells us simply trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for new strength, your unlimited capacity for strength, poured out on us and through us in our times of weakness. Lord, when we would quit, when we would give up, uh, you offer new strength if we wait on you, if we trust in you, uh, believing that you'll do just what you said you'll do. We thank you that as you carry your children out of Babylon, out of Egypt, Lord, uh, while we wait for the next exodus, the next deliverance, Lord, that you'll give us new strength to soar, to run, to walk in the meantime. In Jesus' name, amen.